Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, the president of the Saskatchewan Rural Municipalities Association pushes for more government aid for drought-stricken farmers. And the province's Minister of Agriculture announces a 3 p.m. news conference to help drought-stricken cattlemen and other livestock producers. We take a look at using straw as cattle feed. Real Agriculture talks about drought challenges. We chat with a wheat grower about harvest in the Rosetown area and facing grain contracts. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazenk Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazenk, 306-721-6667. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt has scheduled a 3 p.m. announcement today to outline support for drought-stricken livestock producers. Merritt will be making the announcement about 18 kilometers south of Maple Creek. SARM President Ray Orb is hoping for significant support for farmers. He says Ottawa's $100 million in financial aid announced last week through the Agri-Recovery Program for drought-stricken farmers is welcome, but more government support will be needed. We're pleased, uh, you know, of course, the, the province has asked the federal government uh, to uh, enact the agri-recovery program and uh, the announcement of the $100 million, we think it's a good start. But uh, we realize there is a lot more hurt, you know, especially in Western Canada and in Saskatchewan than $100 million. So as uh, as time goes on, as the province gets a better handle on the drug situation, uh, we feel there'll be a lot more uh, financial assistance that's needed. So although it's a good uh, it's a good first step, um, we think there there is going to have to be a lot more funding put into that program. How much more, Ray? When you look at the devastation around the province, especially in the areas where livestock producers don't have any feed, uh, not a lot of water, you know, producers have to haul water and, and bring feed in, and you know the expense that they're that they're looking at to keep their herds. I wouldn't be surprised if it's could be in the billions of dollars um, before this is resolved. Now, for some producers, of course, this is the second year. For some, uh, maybe even the start of the third year of drought. So it makes you wonder, if this drought persists, how much more funding will be needed? I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of funding that has to be 
put in from the federal government and some from the province as well. Also in your news release, your statement, you SARM wants to be on the National Safety Advisory Committee, I understand. Yeah, the National Safety Net Advisory Committee is something that Federal Minister Bebo has set up, and uh, we submitted a letter to make sure that uh, we get one of our directors onto that Safety Net Advisory Committee, and uh, we haven't heard back yet, uh, but we're still pushing it. We feel we have a lot to offer, and we need to have input into that advisory committee. The Agriculture Minister is holding a news conference or making an issue, a statement today in support of drought of afflicted producers at three o'clock what are you hoping to see from that you know we're, we're not sure here what that might be uh, we're hoping uh, maybe it is the first part of uh, of ag recovery where uh, you know at least livestock producers that are really under a lot of pressure right now might get some relief uh, we do know that agri stability interim payments for those producers that have crop failures will start rolling, but I'm thinking it's more along the lines of agri-recovery and, you know, whatever the province can offer. Uh, maybe it's some more changes to crop insurance. We're not sure, but we're looking forward to that announcement. You would like the provincial government to allow late enrollment of agri-stability? Yeah, we we noticed that the uh, province of Manitoba did that. You know, we've been an organization saying all along that we need uh, farmers to enroll in the programs. Agri-recovery, of course, is something that we need government support for, definitely. But agri-stability is something that farmers need to enroll in. Uh, it was extended till the end of June for farmers to enroll. We're asking the province, uh, the federal government apparently has that door open and Manitoba has chosen to use that option where producers can still enroll in agri-stability and receive some funding on a timely basis. Ray Orb is the president of SARM. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca and Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialists. From moisture testers to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. With normal forage sources in short supply, straw that may be used in a winter cow ration is in higher demand than normal this year. However, in the very driest areas, a poor crop may not produce enough straw to be even baled. We spoke to Travis Pearden, a provincial livestock feed and extension specialist based in Outlook. You know, straw going through rotary combines gets beaten up pretty good. So in some cases, there just won't be enough uh, straw left after, after combining just uh, even to use for baling. Pearden says some producers have been making purchase agreements already. Yeah, I think, you know, in areas where they did catch some more rains and, and there is more straw, I think lots of producers have been talking to grain farmers about, you know, the possibility of bailing up that straw here after harvest. Pearden says a written agreement is important. It's, it's very important. I mean, if you put something in writing uh, in regards to what you're going to do with the straw, it, it uh, benefits both parties. There's just no surprises at the end of the day, and so that's, I mean, the, the number one reason why you'd want to do that. Pearden explains further. Well, I think, you know, just anything that uh, that you can do to to lay out which, um, what each party expects is beneficial. So, I mean, you want to think about, uh, you know, how soon after combining should that uh, crop be baled. Think about a time frame for when the bales should be removed. And, of course, um, you're also going to want to lay out when payment is, is expected for that straw as well. Pearden says straw is usually bought on a bale basis. Well, I think, you know, just anything that uh, that you can do to 
to lay out what uh, what each party expects is beneficial. So, I mean, you want to think about uh, you know how soon after combining should that uh, crop be baled. Think about a time frame for when the bales should be removed, and of course, um, you're also going to want to lay out when payment is is expected for that straw as well. And he outlines the bale basis purchase. In Saskatchewan, it is typical for people to buy straw based on, um, you know, a per bale basis, which is kind of based on about a thousand pound bale. But, you know, one thing to keep in mind is that, you know, a full size round bale can weigh anywhere from eight to 1200 pounds, just depending on the type of straw and also the, the baler settings. So if possible, it's, it's really nice to weigh those bales and then, uh, you know, work on a price per pound as opposed to a, a price per bale, just just so you know exactly what uh, what you're selling. And also for the guy that's purchasing it, he knows exactly what he's he's getting as well. Pearden says there are different values for different types of straw. Yeah, so cereal straw is probably the most common that uh, is used. The pulse straws are, are really good. They're usually quite palatable. Um, get into flax straw, it uh, typically isn't the greatest the first year. You know, a lot of producers report that after it sits around for a year, the cows will like it a lot better, but it, you know, it still can be used. Canola straw kind of hit and miss for being palatable as well. If it uh, if it still has some green color to it, the cows don't seem to mind it, but uh, that's not always the case. So just depending on, on the straw, cows will, will like it or not. So I guess first choice is probably that, uh, you know, barley or oat straw. Pearden says it has to be added to the ration with some care. Yeah, you bet. So, of course, you know, we know that we can't feed uh, 100% straw. So it's important for anyone that uh, is using a straw-based ration to work with a nutritionist just to figure out, you know, how much grain or, or hay uh, needs to be added just to keep those cows, you know, on a, on a good plane of nutrition. Pearden says research shows baling of straw on farmland does not hurt grain production. Yeah, so research has shown that, um, you, you know, the occasional baling of straw really doesn't have a, uh, an effect effect on long-term yields. So I don't think that is, uh, you know, should really be a concern to grain producers going forward. Pearden says Saskatchewan agriculture has some information for producers. Yeah, for sure. So we have an online calculator that uh, you can put in uh, current fertilizer prices and it'll actually give you a value of the, the nutrients that, uh, you know, are coming off your field when that straw uh, is bailed up. So that's something that, that people can use for sure. If, if you are looking for that uh, that calculator, if you just put in your search engine, uh, Saskay calculators, the list of calculators that we have available will come up, and it's uh, it's called the Forage and Crop uh, Nutrient Calculator. Travis Pearden is a provincial livestock feed and extension specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture in Outlook. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. With Global Ag Risk Solutions, we're joined by the President and CEO, Grant Kozier. Grant, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Sean? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. So a lot of challenges out there, though, Grant, this year. Uh, you know, if you think back, in the spring, commodity prices were increasing. Moisture was relatively decent in a good part of Western Canada. And confidence was relatively high because, you know, the, the thought, hey, rain could be coming, and hopefully it will be. What purchasing behaviors did you see by farms at that time looking back? Yeah, actually, that's a good observation that you've had. It was interesting uh, going into this growing season, 
and and it's not the first time that we've we've observed this as well. But when when commodity prices are high, uh, in conjunction with the moistures that were, you know, they they weren't critically low around all of Western Canada like they are now. It gives the uh, the grower uh, a sense of confidence as they're going into the season, and oftentimes, you know, it's not just amongst our insurance company, but amongst all the insurers, a common theme is, is well, things are looking really good. I, you know, I'll never be in a claim. Um, I'm, if I'm buying if I'm buying insurance, I'm going to buy less because uh, you know I, I feel like I don't have a lot at risk. And as a result of that, you know, right across all the the crowns, as well as you know, Just Solutions, as well as ourselves that were out there. Uh, we noticed guys were, were either buying no coverage or buying less coverage than when they would have normally bought when when they were a little more concerned about the year ahead. Many areas did receive some timely rains after seeding, and, and a lot of growing areas still had confidence that a decent crop was achievable here in 2021. But but that relative, you know, I think that changed in a hurry as available moisture was used up. And the rain stopped. Remember, you know, a lot of us were heading into the season using up all that subsoil moisture from last year. Were you getting a sense as we approached the summer that the grower mindset was shifting to one of concern quite quickly? Well, it's interesting. I mean, in there was a real general rain, uh, you know, early on in June, and and uh, a lot of the growers were were feeling like, yeah, we've made the right decision. And in fact, uh, I even remarked in our office, it's like, holy cow. You know, with this rain the way it was so general, it almost seems like drought is off the table for this year in terms of apparel. You know, and then, you know, Mother Nature cranked up the furnace and, and uh, you know, what available moisture was there, uh, you know, quickly turned to, well, geez, we're going to need a rain pretty soon. And then it turned into, oh man, these crops are going back fast. Like we're in trouble. And from a mindset of the of the grower, it it. It's even worse this year, Sean, because commodity prices are so high, and the optimism with commodity prices—it's—it's—it's it's, it's the old saying, you know, if I can just get a good crop off and the commodity prices are high, I'll be set for you know this or this or that. And and I think because you know the potential was so high with that moisture that came in June and the commodity prices, that the disappointment is even higher. It's hard to believe, but the 2022 crop season is uh, approaching quickly. And I know we're not done 21, but we have to think about 22. With it not being far away and many planning considerations really already starting, things like fertilizer purchases and things like that, seed purchases, what, what can farms start to do now as they work through this harvest and start planning for next year? Well, here, here's where it gets interesting. You know, and I don't want to come across on like a like a typical you know you know ambulance chasing or insurance chasing salesperson um, but there are some real lessons that I think that we can learn from this um, in the beginning uh, of the year as we talked about the confidence is high and 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 guys would look at it you know from a yield perspective like oh you know for sure I'm gonna hit my 70% yield or from a revenue perspective you know for sure I'm you know like that's not even in the cards this year I think what a grower needs to do is they need to look at their fixed costs as well as their working capital position and use that as their benchmark of, okay, if things go sideways, because we just learned like we did last year, sideways happened. If things go sideways, what do I need to have there in order to make sure that my banker is going to be happy with me on a go-forward basis as my liquidity? 
This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, cloudy, 60% chance of showers this afternoon, risk of a thunderstorm, a high of 19. Cloudy tonight, 60% chance of showers this evening and after midnight, and risk of a thunderstorm, a low of 10. Increasing cloudiness late in the morning tomorrow, a high of 21 and a low of 10. Thursday, we're looking at sunshine, a high of 23, a low of 10. Friday, sunny, a high of 25 and the low of 13. Hot on Saturday and Sunday, high is near 31. Normal high is 26, the normal low is 11. The sun rose at 538 this morning, it sets at 830 p.m. On the roundup, the hot spot, Estevan at 24, the cold spot, Key Lake at 13 degrees. Estevan is 24, Saskatoon 17, Swift Current 14, Weyburn 20, Yorkton is 18. Light rain in Moose Jaw 15, that's 59 Fahrenheit, winds are from the northwest at 22, gusting to 33. Humidity is 95%, the barometer rising 100.6. Light rain in Moose Jaw 15 degrees, winds are from the northwest at 28, gusting to 37. Once again, Regina, light rain and 15, that's 59 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Cool, wet weather over southern and central Saskatchewan is bringing a brief break to combining. Jim Wickett Farms in the Rosetown area in West Central Saskatchewan. So far, I've just been on red lentils, and they're in that uh, eight to fifteen range. The majority being in the in the eight to ten, but I did find one field that was caught one shower. That's all it took. And uh, uh, after you've combined eight bushel lentils for a day or two, when you get into a fifteen, it looks pretty good. The next crop is wheat. Spring wheat. It looks like it's going to be the next one on on the chopping block and uh, not real optimistic on that. It's extremely short and uh, lots of heads are there, but there's nothing in them. Or if there is, there's one or two kernels in there. So, you know, it's, it's yet to see. I have a neighbor that's done some barley that went two. It's not good, but something has to be done with it. So we'll put it through the combine and get ready to go again next year. Wicket says there are challenges combining a short crop. Well, it just depends on your area and that. I know there's some guys quite worried about rocks and stuff like that because they're going to be right down on the ground. So, you know, the combines are made for capacity. They're made to be full. They're made to go. So, you know, it's going to be a, probably a pretty ugly-looking sample and tough to get them set. 
to keep what's coming in from going out the back. So that's going to be some challenges. And uh, you, you just got to go with the flow and do it the best you can and, and get this stuff done and, and call crop insurance. Wicket says some local cattle producers are facing supply issues. Yeah, I, I do have a close neighbor that's got uh, quite a few head, and, and he's uh, very concerned. He doesn't have very much feed. His hay field, I know he's turned his cows into it because it didn't come up enough to even come out swathing and baling it. Um, he's managed to get a few fields uh, uh, from some neighbors that have uh, done the, the program through the crop insurance. But, you know, those are kind of tough. For this area here, that announcement came probably a week too late. So by the time uh, that announcement was made, you know, some of the crops were just too far gone to really make any feed value out of it. Wicked talks about discussions several farm organizations are having with government about deferred delivery contracts. Yeah, I, I do have a close neighbor that's got... Uh, there's lots of uh, lots of groups working on that and, uh, you know, sending some letters to the uh, grain companies you know nobody's asking really I don't think to get out of the contracts biggest thing is the administration fees that you're seeing between contracts as some companies are quite willing to roll it into next year and uh, and kind of taking a wait and see and then the next company is kind of like playing hardball and and charging uh, in my opinion pretty exorbitant uh, administration fees of I'd heard as high as 40, and then yesterday on a call, I'd, I'd had uh, a guy saying that um, he had heard uh, $65 a ton over and above the difference, and, and that's just out and outright gouging, in my opinion. Um, everybody knows that you have to make up the the shortfall, but when you have a 1,000-ton contract and they're charging $65 a ton, uh, you're paying more than the wage than the person who's actually doing the administration of that contract. So... Um, it's a little excessive, and that's uh, that's kind of the issues that we're hearing the most about. Wicked adds the Wheat Growers Association is working on that end. We've sent some letters, and we've had lots of consultations with other groups and uh, and whatnot. So the grain companies know the issue, and they know that there's concerns, and we're getting. I've got going to be on a call this afternoon with the Saskatchewan government over this exact issue. So, you know, as grain companies, they want to be independent and they want to be that, but if they want to play like this, well then, you know, when they end up with government involvement in their contracts, you know, they, they brought it on themselves. So I think that's something they need to seriously contemplate because uh, the governments are seriously contemplating something like that. Wicket says some farmers will be quite wary in the future. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. There's going to be a, a ton of guys, you know, very gun-shy about signing a contract, you know, for a futures price contract, which is, you know, is going to be detrimental in the long term to the whole industry. But, you know, that's the games that are played. And, and you know, you take your risk, you get a reward, and, and sometimes you don't. It's like playing poker. Sometimes you get the ace and sometimes you don't. Jim Wicked Farms in the Rosetown area and is a director with the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM.
This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service, ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. The Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture is cautioning producers to ensure they store their newly harvested crop in dry condition. The crops extension specialist in Kindersley, John Epolito, explains. Grain going into storage at high temperatures is prone to spoilage in relatively short periods of time. That may be the case for grain that has already been harvested or will be harvested in the near future. As an example, wheat at 14% moisture and 30 degrees Celsius is at risk of spoilage from molds within 40 to 60 days. Cooling that grain to 15 degrees Celsius will extend the safe storage time to 160 to 240 days. For longer term storage, it should be cooled down to below 5 degrees Celsius. Natural air grain drying or aeration systems are very effective at reducing grain temperatures. Most evenings are now cool enough that by running the fans overnight we should be able to achieve the desired temperatures. The amount of time that the fans must run to achieve the desired temperature is dependent on the air flow rate from the fan. The number of hours required can be calculated by using the formula of 15 divided by the air flow rate per minute. As an example, if the fan is capable of one cubic foot per minute per bushel for the grain in question, it would require 15 hours of runtime to completely pass the cool air through the grain mass. Safe storage of grain is a function of both grain moisture content and grain temperature. Cooling of the grain is a critical part of this management strategy. For more information on managing natural air grain drying systems and grain in storage, refer to the fact sheet Natural Air Grain Drying on the Ministry of Agriculture website. This is John Epolito, Crops Extension Specialist at Kindersley. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading. Viterra prices for feed barley jumped $25 a ton at $319.65. Canola gained $840 at $857.02. Number one red spring wheat went up $0.61 cents a ton at $363.05. The rest were unchanged. Durham $543.24. Flax $776.39. Lentils $864.50. Oats 298.53, yellow peas 453.75, and feed wheat 261.65. On the Minneapolis Exchange this morning, hard red spring wheat for September rose three and a quarter cents at 9.12 a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now the latest livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of August 10th. Our last regular sale was on August 4th. D1 and D2 cows sold from 77 cents to 84 cents, with the odd sales up to 87 to 91 cents. D3 cows sold from 70 cents to 76 cents. Counter cows sold from 60 cents to 70 cents. Good butcher bulls sold from $1.05 to $1.22. 
We had quite a few yearlings at this sale, and they are selling strong. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.95 and sold it to $1.99. 800 to 900 pound steers all sold for $1.93. Good steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.80 and sold up to $1.94. We did have a few steer calves at this sale. 300 to 400 pound steers averaged $2.75 and sold it to $2.81 for the heifers. 650 to 700 pound heifers averaged $1.93 and sold up to $1.95. 700 to 800 pound heifers averaged $1.83 and sold up to $1.85. 800 to 900 pound heifers averaged $1.72 and sold up to $1.84. We had a few heifer calves as well. 300 to 400 pound heifers averaged $2.32 and sold up to $2.34. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And looking at the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, this is for both SIG4 and Brandon and BP4, that's the Moose Jaw plant. The price today, $238.28 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. Saskatoon-based Nutrien has announced record earnings for the second quarter of this year and for the first half of 2021. Second quarter net earnings were $1.1 billion. Nutrien President Mayo Schmidt says the company expects to set a new earnings record for the entire year. He says the outlook for global crop and fertilizer markets continues to be very strong and the company is well structured as a global leader in agriculture. He says the company adjusted its outlook guidance by over $1.5 billion, supported by quick action to produce an additional 1 million tons of potash. In the first half of the year, Nutrien generated record earnings before interest, taxes and depreciation of $3 billion, up 36% from the first half of last year and 17% more than the record in the first half of 2019. By the final quarter of this year, the company expects to surge potash production to an annual rate of about 17 million tonnes. Nitrogen and phosphate-adjusted earnings were up 45% due to higher selling. On the markets, the TSX is up 56 points at 20,493. The Dow is up 149 points at 35,251. Oil has gained $2.20 at 68.68 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 33 one-hundredths of a cent at 79.82 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.